Happy Revenge of the Fifth from The Resistance. Welcome, everybody, to The Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you for joining us today. I know there's a debate. People usually say, is it Revenge of the Fifth or Revenge of the Sixth? I say Fifth just because it's the next day. Let's get it over with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of whatever, right? Uh, I mean, May the 4th is made up anyway. So let alone Revenge of the Fifth. Come on. It's like... uh, I think, I think like Black the, Friday on like Wednesdays now. It's I think just they just like, need to figure out a, a pun for every one of the days for that week. Like instead of May the 4th, it's like the 4th Awakens and then Revenge of the 5th yeah. and then, you know, like come out with this, a better 6th one. That'd be good. Right. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Uh, thank you to everyone for joining us on this Thursday, our discussion show. I'm John. Uh, that's Lacey and James. James is uh, back uh, again. So two ep- three episodes in a row. If if anyone had a chance to check out our May the Fourth episode yesterday, mm-hmm. um, what a streak he's on, ladies and gentlemen. Three episodes <laughs> in a row, back in the chair. Uh, just As always, around. but we're, yeah, we're gonna have a great ep- a great episode today because we have a, an interesting discussion later on how Qui Gon's death changed Obi Wan Kenobi and. I think that's a good discussion to have as we're heading into the Kenobi series, uh, and and you know what, what may have been had Qui Gon not died, and uh, just quite simply what impact that had on him directly, indirectly. Uh, interested to see where that goes because we don't trade notes or anything like that uh, before we just kind of get into it, and the discussion develops on its own, and and that's how we like to do things here. But we have a lot of things to do before that. But before before we do. Uh, Lacey, how you, you say doing? Before how was your... a little bit more. Yeah. Before we get to that, let's talk about how you just stumbled over the word before. May beforeth be with you. <laughs> there you go. You were like, we don't trade yeah. notes before this, but before we get to that, we're going to get to the before. <laughs> I said it twice. Get out of here. You said Babu Frick more times this week than I've said before. Babu so let's Frick. not even. Uh, Lacey, how was your May the 4th? Did you listen to your John Williams music? I did. It was lovely. Rocked out. John Williams and all the other uh, composers. John Powell, who's a buddy of the show. What up, John? Uh, as well as what else did I do? Jakina. Uh, spent too much money. Oh, yeah, yeah Michael, gotcha. as well. Yeah. Uh, James, what's what's your deal, man? How was your vacation? I didn't really get what's the, the chance deal? to talk to you about it on what's your uh, deal, on Monday. James? Yeah. yeah, no. Um, before we before we get going here, you know. yeah, yeah, pretty before. good. Uh, but before I talk about that, no, uh, no, it it was it was good. We went down to uh, Siesta Key. Uh, we have uh, a member of the family who is looking at colleges, and there's also some association with some of the stuff that his his current high school does down there. Um, so it kind of worked out uh, that both those things were in the same place. So we went down last year. And this year we went again, and I think it's actually going to be a continuing thing for the next couple of years as he's, you know, goes through college and stuff. We'll see. Um, but yeah, but we go down to Siesta Key, and then we make a day of one day to go over and do like the Orlando Disney thing without having to go to the parks because we're already spending money over here, and we've been to the parks. What's kind of cool is to go over and experience some of the places that you probably wouldn't go because you're paying to get into the actual park so like some of the resorts take some of the other transportations um go to some of the restaurants that are you know anybody can go like disney springs is actually like a park in itself if you really think about it there's so much to do there and hang out and shop and go to some of their specialty places we got to go to um oh what's it called uh now i'm blanking on the name but they have a new uh cookie bakery that's there that's the oh, very like oh yeah it's harry potter ish it's harry potter ish it's kind of like uh tim burton meets you know Ooh. like magical they take mystery the cookie and instead of like mixing gideon's. in the chocolate gideon's instead of the chocolate yeah. chips being in it they take it and they dip the cookie in the chocolate yeah chips. it's like big thick uh cookies and cakes and stuff like that yeah and it's secret it feels like a nightclub you have to like wait in line and then they let you it's like in a speakeasy uh eh, sort of but then there's a little, there's a short little line on the inside where you're kind of like looking at everything. Where is it? Really Disney, cool. Disney Springs? That's in Disney Springs. Yeah. It's a new, there new was, I think, a 12 hour line or something the first oh, day. Oh, yeah. We went, when we went line? before, we were like, well, we can't get in. So this time we made a day of going to Disney <sighs> I got Springs. News for you. Kind of specifically so What's that we would news, be able John? to. 
do this. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to the grocery store and getting a bag of Chips Ahoy, and then that's the end of it. Uh, I'm not kidding. The hours. first day it opened, it was like a 12-hour line or something crazy like that. I'm it not will, waiting 12 hours. It for went a from the end of where it is all the way down Disney Springs. Like, the, all... yes, there was a line also, but a lot of the times the big long lines are virtual queue. So kind of like similar to Disney. <laughs> When you get there, you can sign in and then you have to be there, like not in, le- in line, but you can be at Disney Springs right. for the next like four hours or That whatever. better be the and best then... damn cookie I've ever had in my life. <laughs> well, I'm saying you don't have to wait in line. You're not listening to me. I'm saying you get there. No, I know, but th- there's still a process. To sign in, go shop and do, go have lunch or whatever. And then like, you get like your queue and you go in, you know, it's not so bad. So James, let me. Sorry. So well, if if anyone's in Disney Springs, free plug. Go to Moff Gideon's and get yourself a cookie. There you go, uh, James. <laughs> uh, real quick, what was? Because I know you're a foodie. What was the best thing you ate on that vacation? The single best thing you ate. That cookie. Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so there is a place called Captain Kurtz, and. It was, it's kind of that prime location real estate spot. It's like right on the bridge over to the, the key. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. right on the corner. And I, last time we were there, we didn't get to go because it was spring break and kids that was doing, it was just, uh, swamped with people. So we didn't get to go this time we did. And I figured that might not be the case that I get here very often. So I went a little bit higher and I went with the ribs and shrimp and it was awesome. And the shrimp was <laughs> nice, better than man. the ribs. Couldn't believe right. it. Very good. Very good. Very good. All right. We are going to get into the mix now with our first segment of the day, uh, which will lead into our discussion. But James, what are we doing this week? I fear nothing for all this as the force wills it. This week, we are doing Will of the Force. But before we do that, <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit quickly about what keeps the show running if you're listening to this that means that you are a a a resistance a a a member you're in the base here you are you're a member your crew uh if you if you would though please consider supporting the show at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast there you can sign up as low as two dollars uh which immediately is going to grant you access to all the bonus podcast videos commentaries so much other stuff that we're doing over there it's crazy uh we have a lot of cool benefits and perks as you move up the ranks including appearing on this show and the backing that we receive from patreon is what allows us to keep making these shows uh that's two shows a week uh, in addition to our live streams live events and other uh exclusive content uh so uh, if we reach that level of support, uh, we can grow and keep doing what we're doing. Um, it means a lot to us. So thank you very much for uh, considering and Thanks. becoming a patron. Um, uh, I do want to uh, highlight the people that get to be part of the show by doing our first Will of the Force question here is a Patreon submission from Commander Prevorius, right? Is that right? Prevorius? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're actually a new commander so thanks for joining the resistance Uh, the question here is will other non-force sensitive threats like the Nile ever become a major threat in a Disney plus Star Wars series Uh, Lacey I'm starting with you on this one what are your thoughts Uh, great question welcome to the resistance Provorius they have a really great user icon Provorius on Patreon I think it's like Dark Ray Lego form oh cool oh that's cool or it might be Palpatine but I'm pretty sure it's Dark Ray uh anyway I think this question is great and I think we will totally see non-force uh sensitive threats I think that's something Star Wars kind of needs. We got that a little bit with Moff Gideon. And I think that's why the three of us were really excited for the Mandalorian. We were like, oh my gosh, here comes a guy that doesn't have the force. That's just really evil like Tarkin. Like he's just gonna... Makes good cookies. Yeah, just very, very evil. Um, And we saw that change a little bit in season two of, the, of Mandalorian, but I'm hoping we'll get back to that kind of stuff because... It's just tough to keep repeating the same story of like, oh, the bad guy has the force and that's why he's so bad 
when I think James is going to probably touch on it, but like you could have someone like Thrawn who's maybe just more strategically bad. Um, so I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll, I'll jump in because that's a really mm-hmm. good point. I already think we are moving that direction with Thrawn. Yeah. Um, very specifically, Ahsoka <laughs> took it from John. Well, I it's because that's it's, it's been reality. James's it's answer true, for like right? three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's just true. it's uh, Ahsoka already said it in the show. Where's Thrawn? Okay, so we're you're already teasing that you're going that direction, and I think if uh, if legends fans had anything to say about it they would be like we had a sequel trilogy it was great this guy non-force sensitive totally changed everything up it was very cool and what did disney do they went right back to the same well palpatine you know i'm not saying that stuff's bad but i'm saying that long time fans of star wars have kind of been waiting for that non-force sensitive evil and uh it, it it is gonna happen at some point, and uh, right now we're only toying with small time baddies like uh, Moff Gideon, you know, who's kind of a one off character who's leading his own little regime. But I think at some point you're gonna get to the point where somebody has uh, somebody's really a threat to a on a large scale, and they don't need the force to do it; they just have mm-hmm. power. John, yeah. You know, and I'm not sure about you know, what they're going to do. No, with, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I don't know that I can, but I'll say this. You know, I'm not sure what they're going to do with Thrawn. Uh, they seem very keen on um, flipping people in terms of their allegiances and stuff like that. And I, I hope they don't do this, but I have a feeling like Thrawn may sort of dissent or uh, desert um the chiss uh, way and and his way that we've known him through rebels and stuff like that but we'll see um like does the experience with between him and Ezra whatever they went through change him or something i hope not but either way you know we hear that Ray Stevenson's going to be playing some sort of admiral and he's sort of like a a good notable bad guy so i i think it is going to come through Ahsoka as well. So I'm agreeing with what you're saying there, James, but I think there's going to be others too. You know, Moff Gideon, like you said, Lacey is, is a good example already. Hopefully they expand upon him. We'll see. We always wanted to see, um, uh, Giancarlo Esposito have a larger presence. So yeah, just we'll be see what ruthless. they do with season three. Give a savage yeah. Moff Gideon. Yeah. Don't try to off yourself. Like, like that let's creepy go, in season one, when he shows up, and he's just like, oh, I yeah. know everything about you and starts listing all yeah. that stuff off. Oh, my God. So good. Yeah, it was amazing. So um, I think the answer is yes. Cool. <laughs> all right, we got another one here. Uh, it's Will the Force, so it's going to start with Will. We revisit Coruscant in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. John, you get to go first on this one. Any chance that we're going back to that specific planet, specific city, if you will, uh, in Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yes, 100%. Why do you say that? You think he's going to go there? I I think we're going to get it in some sort of a flashback just because of the culminations of Uh everything that happened. Um, We may, once again, you know, people talk about somehow Palpatine returned, somehow Order 66 returned. That thing has been wrung out like an old sponge, but we're going to (laughs) get more of it, I think, in a flashback here. Um, It'd be interesting to see what they do. Um, there's just so much history tied between Obi-Wan, the prequels, Anakin, Vader, Palpatine. Everything is just like the 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 core of everything ties back to a lot that happened on Coruscant. So I just think it's unavoidable. I don't think it's going to be a major thing, um, but I think maybe at least in some flashbacks or something, we'll get some we'll get some Coruscant, maybe a little sprinkle more than we did in Rogue One. LG. Yeah, I, I agree with John. These questions are getting trickier and trickier in the sense of as soon as we got flashbacks and dream sequences in Star Wars, it just opens up the door to like, well, yes, technically anything could happen. Um, whereas before it's like, would that character physically go back to that location? Probably not. But yeah, I think we're going to get a glimpse of Coruscant either Order 66 with the temple and what happened there. Uh maybe him interacting with Anakin at some point. I think we're going to get some type of flashback with him on Coruscant. They want to tie it back to the prequels. 
Man, you're absolutely right, both of you, that the, 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 it gets harder as we get into the dream sequences and flashbacks. Um, I'm I'm going to say that I think you're probably right, but I will still stick with the the actual, like, will the character go there and stuff and just, just say, nah, you know? Right. I feel right. like another thing here that is kind of interesting is, like, I we're we're being handed this other planet that looks very similar to Coruscant. So the fact that they're there kind of tips me off for like, even if they were to do a flashback or a dream sequence or something, it still could be like, wait a minute. The, like, is that the same planet that they're on right now? Like I'm kind of confused. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a, <sighs> a large enough like removal from what they're already showing us. Um, like if we were on Tatooine and they were showing us Coruscant, we'd be like, oh, well that's clearly somewhere else. But like, I don't know. I, I kind of just get this, this vibe that, um, or th- that's another thing too is like if he's on Tatooine and they show Cor or they show Coruscant, then when he goes to this other planet, people are like, "Oh, that's Coruscant," and it's like, "No, it's it's." I know we just showed you that other thing, but it's confusing. Is it Jakku? Is it Pasana? <laughs> is it Tatooine? I know, <laughs> but he's not jumping from Tatooine to no, yeah, Pasana yeah, yeah. in this show. So yeah, um, so I I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I, and it's kind. Of, I feel like it's kind of a risky answer, but I, I'm going to go with no. Um, let's move on to the next one, though. Here it is another one from one of our <coughs> loyal patrons. Uh, this one's coming from Chris, General Christian Morales. Uh, up, Christian, <laughs> Christian wanted to know something very specific. Uh, he <laughs> said, "Will the pie bet or will the pie bet pieings uh, be recorded at the hotel or be done live?" <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can answer this. I, uh, in the sense that I imagine they'll probably be recorded, but that's because I don't know that we're going to want to do them live in somebody else's venue and situation. Um, I'm going to jump to you, Lacey. What, what are your thoughts on doing the pie bets in any sort of like live fashion or just like, you know, privately we'll record it and we'll, we'll get it done for people. I'd actually prefer, so the first time we did the pies, I felt so bad because we did it in a hotel and then the hotel was covered in pie everywhere. <laughs> like just it was a key lime pie too, right? Yeah, lemon meringue. I couldn't Lemon breathe. meringue. Oh, lemon yeah, meringue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was very jelly-like and it just very, it just sucked the air right out of me. I couldn't breathe. It would have been uh, better if it was key lime though because we were staying at a La Quinta. I thought it was a Radisson. I'm just kidding. It was, or best I thought Western. it was the best Western. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I just, it was the joke. <laughs> I, I know it was, it was about a 40 minute walk from Popeye's. I know that much. Yeah. yeah. In the freezing cold uphill, freezing both ways, believe it <laughs> or not. Both ways. Yeah, yeah, it is both ways. It goes like this. <laughs> it goes down <laughs> and up. All right. Uh, I would say that they will be done live slash recorded at Celebration because we'll be together. I would. It's going to sound funny saying this, but it'll probably be done in the parking lot so that we don't mess with the rooms because the Marriott and and Hilton hotels are very nice, and I don't want to make a mm-hmm. mess. Whereas if we do it outside, mm-hmm. they're less likely to get mad at us. You said like, live slash recorded. Yeah, what, like people what? can be there when he does it, but oh. we're going to record it. Oh. oh. Like, why wouldn't we? If people are there, like, you want to come see me get pied? Okay, I, I guess. S- I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Okay. Get multiple um, angles. We can really make this into a cinematic adventure. There you go. All right, John. Do you <laughs> so have any wait, thoughts hold on. Is Did we ever answer? figure out? I know Kyle has answered numerous times what we're owed. I know John is owed to pie me and you, James. Mm-hmm. You were that Luke wouldn't show up in a book, right? I um yeah, it was that and Luke then, wouldn't be next in live action or something. And then he showed up in Mandalorian. Yeah. And then mine was something about <laughs> celebration. What was it? It was like they were going to announce something. So, like Obi-Wan Kenobi was going to get announced on May 4th or something in 2020 or 2021. I don't remember. It was something like that. But so we're both. I don't owe a pie to anybody. It's just John. Yeah, I'm not getting pied. I'm just smashing the two of you in the face with a pie. I feel like. I don't know. The question is, should I do it at the same time? No, you do one at a time. 
Mm-hmm. You can't do it hard, though. Let's not break anybody's nose. That I'm like not. makes me so Come nervous. on, who do you think I am? What kind of person do you think? I'm, I'm not am? even saying you're going to do it on purpose. I'm just saying, out of excitement, you might just be like, "Yeah, let's do this!" Ha ha. I'm just like, bang. <laughs> like, let's let's be. Good. We're still um, trying to figure no, it out, Christian. We've looked up like pie yeah. delivery services, and I. <laughs> yeah, we have. Um, I'm gonna, and also I just I want to. Can give, you hit me with uh, a pizza pie? <laughs> Ooh, pizza. I can do that. Yeah. Actually, no, I, that would be worse. <laughs> that would be terrible for your skin. Not that, that cream is much better, but yeah. I just hit you with a with a 150 degree deep dish pizza in the face. <laughs> I was picturing um, like a like a New York style really thin crust or something, and I was like, yeah, oh, that'll be yeah, easy. And then I was like, no, it's gonna be a normal pizza with sauce here. and stuff. Yeah. Um, also want to give a shout out to uh, Christian who. I've been looking for a long time for a copy of uh, the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga on PS4, and he was able to get one, and he sent it to me. So thank you, Christian, for that. Appreciate it, buddy. Very cool. I started Aww. playing. So awesome. very cool. Can I cool. have your Luke You're Skywalker the with the blue milk? You can uh, arm wrestle my son for it, I guess. No, well, let's, I won't take it from your son. Let's get to the last <laughs> question here. Um, it's assuming that both childs uh, or uh, the child versions of both are in the series. Who will have more screen time in Obi Wan Kenobi, Luke or Leia? Interestingly enough, um, which is funny too. I was reading to my son uh, the ABC three PO book, and Luke and Leia are both there for L. And I was like. That's weird. As stupid as it sounds, I don't know that I've ever really thought about how their names are very twin-like. Like even and then there's you know, Lacey, and you're like, "How did this get in? How here? did they do that?" No, <laughs> but yeah, it's like we didn't know they were twins or siblings for the third movie, but they were named Luke and Leia for six years before that. You know, so it's like kind of crazy to think like that they did have sort of a twin naming convention even begin but anyway which mm-hmm. one is going to be there first Lacey what do you think uh Luke definitely Luke Actually, definitely hmm is this a spoiler answer are we are we spoiling things right now uh I, we're assuming that the child versions of both are in the series so we're gonna we're gonna assume Leia's in the show to some degree, but is she going to be more than say Obi-Wan looking one time down at the farm and there's I'm Luke? I'm just worried that my answer is going to spoil something. Are we spoiling something with my answer right now by answering one or the other? I don't know what you're about to say. I can't read your mind. I'm a Jedi. <laughs> so, so you're, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say, I, I think you're, you're saying that you think Leia's going to be in it because, you know, we've, we've heard that she's part of the plot. Yes. Because my initial response was like, oh, we've seen Luke. But then I was like, wait, but we know this other thing. Yeah. Is I, that spoilery? Yeah. I don't know. that. Can we, can, we, can we just be honest for a minute? Like, first of all, it's a prequel series. It's not like, her being this... in it, John. It's the storyline that goes along with her being in it. Well, it depends on how much you want to say, I guess. Okay. I'm just going to say you know. Leia and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I also will go with Leia um, for kind of similar reasons. But the thing is, is like. I just don't really know how much Luke would even have to do with the story of Obi-Wan fighting Inquisitors. And I understand Leia doesn't really have a lot to do with it either, but I I think under the understanding that like Leia might be a reason to be involved, like also then Luke, Luke has definitely to stay on the planet, involved, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I I th- I think I'm gonna go with that too, but um, but it's hard to say because there's literally no confirmations at all that Leia's even in this, really. That's true. And right. we've seen Luke; <laughs> he's there. He's announced. He's on screen. We know he's there. So, uh, what are your thoughts, John? I mean, based on what I I should be Leia, probably, but I'm gonna say Luke. Um, I. Just uh, I don't know. I just still think I don't know how much they're gonna push Leia, even though I think it's gonna be. I think she'll be uh, integral. I don't think it's gonna be one of those like that's just Leia over in her kitty room playing with sure her toys. Like I, I think it's, she, with she's, Luke. she's gonna have mm-hmm. a purpose. She's gonna. They're not gonna just toss her in. She's gonna have a purpose, but. I'm just going to say Luke just for the sake of 
it probably should be Luke, especially, you know, Owen's there and he's been in the trailer a lot. And I, I want to see a lot of Owen and Luke and Baru and Luke too, not just Obi-Wan and Luke. So I'm going to say Luke, though. It's probably going to be like, (laughs) gotcha. All right. Well, the good answers all around. Um, that was a fun will of the force. Uh, thanks for all the submissions patrons who, uh, got in there and sent us a question. Um, especially the new ones, new commander, uh, Pravorius. I'm assuming I'm saying that right. Um, all right. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the next section, which is going to be a discussion. John, you want to tell us what we're talking about? All right. This week's discussion. How did Qui-Gon Jinn's death change Obi-Wan Kenobi? Obi-Wan once thought as you do. So Qui-Gon's death obviously changed the fate of the galaxy in several ways. Uh, But how much did it change Obi-Wan as a person, as a character, and his life's path in general, and anything that kind of fell into his path? I mean, once one thing changes, you know, the butterfly flaps its wings, everything else changes. So um, I just, I I thought of this today mainly because, you know, we're obviously up against the Obi-Wan series, but I don't think it's anything we really dove into on the podcast yet. And I know we've touched on the relationship between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, but, and we talk about, we always talk about, and this series is going to talk about like what Anakin's turn did to Obi-Wan, but I think it'd be interesting to talk about what Qui-Gon's death, how that affected Obi-Wan, his circumstances, uh, the responsibilities he had to take that he probably wasn't ready for, uh, and also just maybe what it did to him as as a person so losing your father figure that's a big thing in star wars of course so uh, that's kind of where i want to start like i think the burden put on him was sort of like he, he proud to, to carry the responsibility of of sort of finishing what qui-gon had always wanted to do which was fulfill the prophecy of anakin being the chosen one by training him and his last words were quite literally train him so obi-wan had no choice uh the council agrees with obi-wan and Qui-Gon, Yoda does not. Uh, but he eventually ultimately says, they sort of outvoted me. You're you're going to train this kid. But, and, and, you know, Obi-Wan just kind of got forced into this, like, situation that he probably wasn't really ready for. And you see it in Attack of the Clones where imposter syndrome comes to mind with Obi-Wan. Like, he's a master Jedi now. But he probably still doesn't, he still probably feels like he's not there yet because he just went from, you know, my master dying and then I have to just take on this kid. And you still see it 10 years later where him and Anakin are sort of trading bars back and forth. And you see a little bit of jealousy in Obi-Wan that he's the mentor to this kid, but the kid is clearly more powerful than him. And how do you balance that within yourself? And you see them sort of have this back and forth where... Anakin's like disobeying him and he's like what like what did you just say to me sort of thing mm-hmm. so I, I I think it always just had this effect on Obi-Wan whereas if Qui-Gon had lived Qui-Gon was going to be the one training Anakin and Obi-Wan would have been able to go through the natural path that every other Jedi had an opportunity to do which is you know pass the trials you know ex- become a master Jedi without being thrust into a situation that maybe you weren't ready for um so that that's where i want to start um i'm not saying it's necessarily all negative because it probably allowed him to grow up faster and become a better jedi especially learning probably learning stuff from anakin but Mm -hmm. i think there's clearly a big impact that things would have been a lot different had qui-gon not been killed by darth maul and got to be the one to train anakin yeah james you want to go um yeah i mean i look this this topic, and I'm not going to get heavy into my, like, you know, where I'm like, I think he, Obi-Wan is not as crazy of a character as everybody makes him out to be, but this does touch on it a little bit in the sense that, like, I think that a lot of the problems with Anakin comes from Obi-Wan and his issues with where he was at when Qui-Gon died. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I never have gotten, I don't know where I'm pulling this from, whether whether it's like novelizations or other stories that have been told, or I just read it right off the screen. But like, I've always gotten the vibe that 
while Obi-Wan was obedient to Qui-Gon, he didn't really like buy into it. Like he didn't buy into him mm. totally. Um right. it seemed like the council was like, that's not the chosen one. And Obi-Wan's like, I know. I don't I don't get why my master's <laughs> all about this right now. Like, and Qui-Gon's walking around like with the queen and you know, in the in this hut area and stuff. And I feel like, you know, you're supposed to see um you're supposed to see the queen and and all, all of the other people related to the royal party like questioning Qui-Gon. But Obi-Wan's questioning him too. Like, are we sure this is a good idea? Like, I don't know mm-hmm. about this. And like, I don't think I don't think Obi-Wan was totally ready for the trials. I think Qui-Gon, his kind of mistake here, and I, I don't really want to call it a mistake because what do you do? He's being thrown into the situation. I just found the chosen one, right? And he's so sure of it. He knows the prophecies down. He's been writing that for a very long time from his master Dooku. Right. And it's like, um, I think he just knows that Anakin is his next step. So he kind of passes Obi-Wan off. Obi-Wan's ready for the trials. He's fine. And then when Qui-Gon ends up being killed, Obi-Wan now has this situation that he's dealing with. Like he has been kind of passed off quickly and Anakin, who he definitely does not believe is the chosen one, is now he's sort of like promised that he's going to take care of this kid. Whereas I think the normal process for a Jedi, it wasn't for Anakin. They kind of gave him uh, Ahsoka. That's kind of an offshoot. But generally, Jedi choose their Padawans. And I don't think Obi-Wan would have chosen Anakin. Because I think he too was like too old. Like I'm, I'm with Yoda and Mace and everybody else on this, but I'm stuck. I'm stuck with this, and I think that that relationship was was kind of tainted from the beginning, which is why they don't look at themselves as father and son. They kind of look at themselves as brothers, and it's it's tricky. I, I just don't. I feel like a lot of stuff, bad stuff, stemmed from Qui Gon missing that punch. And losing that fight against Darth Maul, uh, mm-hmm. that would have just turned out so much better for the Jedi as a whole, uh, and Anakin, and specifically in this case, Obi-Wan. I feel like it was just downhill from there because Obi-Wan wasn't quite together. And I think all of that carries over into his character from then on out. Especially there's there's one specific line that always sticks with me too, where Yoda's looking at Obi-Wan and he goes, you know, uh, Jedi are more and more arrogant these days. And he's like, like Obi-Wan's like looking like right at him, like nodding Mm -hmm. his head. And he doesn't realize like talking about you, buddy, (laughs) you know, you (laughs) and Anakin and everybody in your kind of uh, age range. Like, it's just, it's a, it's something's happening here where it's not quite, you're not quite fulfilling to that full on Jedi status that you should be at, but <laughs> go ahead, be on the council, put Anakin on the council. You know, I, 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 yeah. I just think there's some mistakes there and it all stems from Qui-Gon. Yeah. I think Qui-Gon's death is basically the driving force of everything that happens to Obi-Wan Kenobi and and where he goes in his life and the choices he's he makes stems from Qui-Gon. It's kind of like if you think about it, it's unfair because he's put in this position where mm-hmm. Qui-Gon dies, you know, you first of all you're like closest person cuz he's like mentor so like his dad is dying in his arms and he's like please train him and he's just like, well, crap like (laughs) there's no backing out now you know you can't be like no shh just close your eyes it's all good like i'm not gonna do (laughs) that yeah i will yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh (laughs) you you know you have to follow through on a dying wish i think anybody would agree with that so it sets in motion that obi-wan kenobi is like kind of stuck on this this path this destiny that he didn't choose and I think, you know, that's part of a question of, like, 
free will versus destiny and how he's so directly tied with Anakin. Did he ever want to be tied to Anakin? Probably not what that would look like if he wasn't. Um, And I think that's what ultimately drives the interest of the sequel trilogy of how does Obi-Wan Kenobi play into this? Because there is that intertwining of the Skywalkers and Kenobis. Um, But yeah, no, Qui-Gon's death completely changed Obi-Wan. Because not only did he have to experience death in such an intimate way of the person that's the closest with him dying in his own arms, but he determined everything that Obi-Wan did next. Whether he wanted to do it or not, which I think we can all agree that there are moments that you're like, he doesn't want to be doing this. Like, he doesn't want to deal with this. He doesn't want to deal with Anakin. And then he, as I'm sure we'll see in the Kenobi series, is dealing with it later in life, too, as everything around him that he knows crumbles in front of him, in part to his own faults, to his own choices, which stem from this death. He was he Qui-Gon was definitely a father figure to to I mean, that's just how it worked. He was the mentor, sure. right? To sure. to any of the Jedi and specifically Obi-Wan. But I I still think that Obi-Wan like had trouble. Like I mentioned this. I think he had trouble like connecting and, and seeing eye to eye with Qui-Gon because I in my mind I agree. He did argue with him a lot in Phantom Menace. In my mind, Obi-Wan trusted the system and the system mm. was Yoda and Mace and the council and the way things go and the process so, and Qui-Gon mm-hmm. was not part of that he didn't so like what's that your, what's, what's your point though because that's all before he dies so are you saying it freed him like almost like Qui-Gon's death allowed him to say like now I don't have to no I'm saying I'm saying what Lacey apprentice? is saying is that because he died he was then forced to take Anakin as a padawan because right Qui-Gon made him promise that which and goes so against the system that he believed he's like, in that's I would have never freaking trained this kid I would have never taken him with me I feel how do I feel like we picked up another pathetic life form like right. but he did argue for it he did argue for it cuz he I think Obi-Wan is loyal to a fault and he said he told Yoda to his he face. Made a he promise, said, "Yeah, he I said will I will train Anakin." Yeah. He's like, "I don't care what you guys say, I will take." So there was a little more of Qui Gon in Obi Wan than I think we're giving but him credit that for. Is he was rebellious ab- in no, no, no. sense. But I'm I think what James is saying, if I'm getting this wrong, is that it's not that he wasn't rebellious and in stubborn or whatever you want to call it. It was that that only came out after Qui Gon died. Because yeah. he was so dedicated to the system and that he kept questioning Qui-Gon being like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing I just doing think this? Obi- Obi-Wan's path was so changed because he never would have trained Anakin. He wouldn't have wanted to. Right. He would have been they like, all said no. He's like, you think I'm good for the trials? Fine. You take the kid. You do your thing. I'm, an, I'm mm-hmm. going to be a master or a knight, you know, on my own. Like, how, however, I'm going to go through that process. I don't want to be a Padawan anymore. Like, mm-hmm. and he can be his own Jedi and he can choose his own Padawans so- and stuff. So th- this is going to be an interesting thing because if we are going to get an appearance by Qui-Gon in Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I think every fan is expecting at this point. So we'll see. But mm-hmm. I wonder if it's... I mean, I am. I wonder... <laughs> I don't know. Are you guys? I think 100%. Oh, yeah. What, the moment it was yeah. announced, I'm like, that guy's coming back. I, I was 100% and now I'm like 99 just because he's mm. he like openly that, yeah. lying. Yeah. But, uh, um, you know... I don't know. I, I wonder if it's going to be a situation where there's any sort of um, contention between the two because this is going to be the first time they interact since he died. And right. I wonder if it's one of those things like, you should never have told me to train him. You should never have put that on me. And like just like almost yelling at Qui-Gon. And, That's what I would like to see. But, but Qui-Gon saying like, I want Qui-Gon to alleviate the burden of guilt from Obi-Wan by saying like, yeah, he yeah. was the chosen one, but he, nothing you could have done. He, he'll probably say something like, if I had trained Anakin, the same thing would have happened or something like that. Mm-hmm. He needs to, mm-hmm. he needs to lift the burden off of Obi-Wan because the Obi-Wan we meet in A New Hope is not a burden to man. And they're saying that this, uh, this series is going to, end with a sense of hopefulness so there has to be a bunch of things that happen 
in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series to shift that from him because they're saying he starts in a place where he's regretful and and, and remorseful. He has survivor skill. Yeah. So, yeah. well, and also um, just just feeling like, not just survivor's guilt, but feeling like he is a part of what caused Anakin to turn. And like in, in tech. No, no, no. I know. Yeah. I'm saying in, a, in addition so, to the whole. If Qui-Gon's appearing, he has to be a part of that shift because he was such a big part of Obi-Wan's life. It would be a waste right. and actually awkward if he just showed up and said like, the force will be with you. See ya. <laughs> like so it has Man. to be impactful. I want to see maybe a back and forth that's not necessarily like, oh, so good to see you immediately. Maybe Obi-Wan's not happy when he first sees him because of his state of mind. So I think like I this we always say we're gonna revisit discussions. I think this is one we definitely should revisit after the, the Kenobi series is done. To this see This is tricky, man. Yeah. To see you know, because a lot of what we're talking about is the immediate impact after Qui-Gon died. It will be interesting if we back end this or like sequel this with the immediate impact on Obi-Wan after Qui-Gon returns. Like, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, because I, I'm running out of a lot of things to think of in terms of the impact it have. We can do a lot of like chain of events like, well, because Qui-Gon was killed by Maul, um, you know, the, the feelings that Obi-Wan has towards Maul festered and Maul's thoughts on mm -hmm. Kenobi because of what he did to him. And then he kills Satine. And then, you know, how does Obi-Wan feel about relationships? And does he take that out on Anakin and his relationship with Padme? And, you know, Padme having to hide the, the relationship with, with Anakin. And what does that do to Anakin and the pressures that he feels like? You know what I mean? There's all these things are a domino like effect. And you can start it with that, you know, ground zero is Darth Maul killing Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, quote unquote, killing Maul. Um, but so there's a lot of things we can point to. And I know people in the comments are going to say like, well, it could also, you know, his death would also have affected this and affected this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I just wonder, you know, what, do you guys think Obi-Wan would have been, Anakin aside, just Obi-Wan the Jedi... Would he have been a different, completely different person, completely different type of Jedi? Had Qui-Gon lived, he still went on his own path and, and, and that sort of thing. They separate from mentor and apprentice. Or do you think he still would have been the same person? Like, was the constitution of Obi-Wan changed at all with Qui-Gon's death? Yes. I mean, we just talked about it. He became more rebellious, more pushing against the system to just do what he thinks is right instead of what he thinks everyone else thinks is right i still he spends the phantom menace going back and forth with him being like would they approve of this would they say yes to this is this okay to then we see him being like no i'm doing this we're doing this this is the plan and then that's when him and anakin start butting heads is because he's very like no we're not you're doing this and anakin's always been that way he does obi-wan does always choose the side of the council over anakin though like oh every time that is true that is true but i still think that you will do as the council are... instructed and you will learn your place right. young one you know like that that's that's part of the problem though i lacy you bring up a good point that he does say i will i think it was you that said i will train anakin so he's kind of no, going John against the that. council yeah but the but the thing to me is that obi-wan is not right for anakin and like you've got me really thinking a lot about what that what that conversation between Force Ghost, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan would be. Because, you know, I think I think it's right of Obi-Wan to say, you know, it's your fault. Like if 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 you wouldn't have died, I wouldn't have had to train him and this all wouldn't have happened and kind of thing. And but my fear is that Star Wars, the story, is that Anakin was was going to be bad inevitably. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's the case. <laughs> this is controversial a little bit for me. I think Kenobi failed Anakin. I think the reason that Anakin is the way that he is, is because um, he wasn't able to be trained by Qui-Gon. But, but that you're veering off though. I don't think I am because what, I think what's happening here is like because Qui-Gon died, 
you now have taken this character and put him into a situation that he was never supposed to be in and wouldn't sure. be in. And because of that, he w- he resented Anakin and he didn't really want to be, he grew to like him and he kind of saw himself as like a, a friend. Um, but a I don't think he did. I don't think he did what a Jedi master is supposed to do to their Padawan. He treated him differently. And well, he's jealous and, of him probably a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think like, had Qui-Gon not died, Kenobi would have gone over here, and he may have been more like the typical Jedi, the the Plocoons right. and stuff, um, and he probably would not have had so grand of a story. Maybe humans weren't supposed to be Jedi. How about that? <laughs> I Why think, is that? Why do you I think, think that? humans were totally fine being Jedi until... Palpatine came along and screwed everything Maybe, up. Maybe, but no, I only say that I, I because to, like Yoda is yeah. the Jedi and I feel like every human Jedi are the ones that screw everything up. <laughs> so, it you know, from Mace Windu... because we're emotional, probably. I, that's where it's I was probably, getting to. So, yeah. like, Mace Windu's like Sorry. clear disdain for Anakin. Never liked him. Um, mm-hmm. and But again, because, Mace Windu was right. I want to make that hashtag. Like, that poor guy, like, he was yes! right the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, the guy sucks, yeah. man. Yeah. Like red flags everywhere. But I'm saying, this kid like, is it's, not it's the it's the human emotional element. Like you can say all you want about, you know, the Jedi code and, and what Jedi are supposed mm-hmm. to be and stuff, but at the end of the day, uh he's still a kid that was born on Stu John and he's a human being and he was thrust into that. Um, you know, they're they're human beings. They're 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 you know, it's a big part of all of this and you know, why pe- certain people turn and certain people uh, stay on the light side and stuff like that. Like they're no different than Han Solo. Like they're still humans. Well, th- don't also forget this too. When I say Obi Wan failed Anakin, also it's it's true that he was put into a bad position. He chose to take on Anakin because Qui Gon asked him to. But also Yoda was right. Also Mace was right. Anakin was had issues, and he was too old. And he he was not a good candidate. And they said, don't train him. And Obi-Wan was like, I'm totally going to do it. And <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> he wasn't able to do it very well. well Yoda was... It ended poorly because yeah. he was making those decisions. I, I also think, you know, that does kind of contradict what I was saying earlier. I think maybe Qui-Gon would have run into some issues as well. But I also right. think that Qui-Gon was probably gonna handle it differently uh than obi-wan would have because obi-wan didn't even want to mess with it and and qui-gon was like i'm putting my everything into this i totally as far as this is what i've was planned uh, called to do but don't forget as far as the jedi records go the the entire council agreed with obi-wan yoda was the only one who didn't it's the voting record of the council you know agree with you the council does your apprentice skywalker will be Oh, weird. I never really thought about that. They did agree to let him so do it. So Mace agrees too? Well, I he just says the council. Like a... So it was either like mm. a six to five vote. I don't know how, you know, I don't know if it's like that, but. That's weird. That's a good point. I'm curious if some author or something would ever point out like, it's like, a well, there was a, a, a life debt thing. Like he promised. Qui Gon, and by that rule, we have to let him do it. Plo Koon was we like, disagree with no him way. doing it. No way, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Kiadi Mooney's like, ah. but what about the Wookiees? Plo Koon says no way, and Kiadi Mooney says ah, but what about the attack on the uh, yeah, Wookiees? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. I saw. Hey, are there like other other elements that Qui Gon's death could have? derailed or or change the trajectory on for obi-wan's life or or path like i i i'm sure like i like the example of the the things that connect into another series of events i think is one i like your darth maul stuff i think that's really cool yeah, yeah it is and then it ends up at the end qui-gon's death helps obi-wan because when he faces off against darth maul he learns, he baits him into trying to do the same move that killed True. Qui-Gon. And has, if anyone's seen the two-minute clip of Sam Witwer explaining that duel, 
Like, if you don't <laughs> like the the duel and rebels between Obi Wan and, and Maul because it's so quick, watch the two minute explanation by Sam Witwer, which is about ninety seconds longer than that duel, and you'll be like, "Damn, all right, Filoni got that one," because <laughs> it it really is amazing. So go check that out on YouTube or wherever it is. But like Qui Gon's death was sort of like when you watch. Like scouting a fighter, and you're like, "Oh, I know how that I know that guy's moves, so now I know what to do as a defense technique." And he knew he was going to go. He baited him with Qui Gon's stance or whatever to do the same thing, and he was able to pick him off because of it. And so Obi Wan lived because of uh, Qui Gon's death in the way. Because who knows if that red door opens and Obi-Wan gets in and gets to fight Maul and finish it with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan still gets to kill Maul and Maul still has that hate for Obi-Wan and comes back later. Obi-Wan doesn't know how to beat Maul because he didn't see him kill Qui-Gon. It's sort of like one of those, like you, you learn something good from something terrible that happened in a way. Well, Mm. can I throw this out there too? Uh, Would they have killed Maul? Uh, because the Jedi way like arrest them as as Anakin would have said to Palpatine is that we're not supposed to kill him we're supposed to take him and he'll stand trial and all this other stuff so would they have thought that Maul was too dangerous to keep alive or was Qui-Gon's plan to disarm him and arrest him and take him back to the council as Lucas proof wishes that the he Seth that. are still here <laughs> I don't know, but I'm saying like if Qui-Gon wouldn't have died and let's say they win the fight, I mean, the trajectory of Qui-Gon's alive, he proves the existence of the Sith by returning with Maul. You know, it's pretty nuts. What about just the 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 simple aspect, not even Jedi aside, like Lacey, you know, the the whole thing about we, we've done a whole episode of fathers, whole episode of mothers. Um, what about the, the simple, pure aspect of the father figure getting killed and what that does to a person? Not even the Jedi aspect of it, just the, you know, personal relationship element of it. Do you, do you think that would make him um, more distant to get closer with people, which Jedi aren't supposed to do anyway? Like, what, what are your thoughts on that element? I'm going to be honest, I haven't been in that scenario yet, so I don't have... Oh, no, but we've seen it in Star Wars, though. A lot of personal... You know... Sure, but it's harder to speak on that topic if you haven't been through something like that. I I mean, I can imagine that it's probably tough. I mean, I've never had someone super close like that Like, look, look at what happened to Kylo Ren when he killed his own father and what that did to him. Like, as Snoke said, it, it split him in half. So Obi-Wan on the flip side watched his father figure get killed by somebody. And that clearly had to have had some sort of an impact on him. Yeah, it's very similar to mm. Ray's reaction, honestly. Again, leading you back to Kenobi in The Force Awakens where she watched Han Solo die and yells no just like Kenobi. So I c- yeah, I mean I can imagine that. Yeah, I'm sure that was on purpose. Um <sighs> You know, it's tough. It, it's like you feel helpless and then you see him go through the process of like, he's angry. Like he's not fighting with uh, like kind of a centered self like Qui-Gon was. And then you see him fighting and being angry. And then ultimately he gets the win because he's not, I think, centered because he is kind of hitting Darth Maul with kind of a similar energy of like just very, very... Uh, energetic, emotional, yeah, rage, true. anger. Do you think there's regret um, in how Obi-Wan like, do you think he has regret on how he handled himself? Like, could I have ran faster and gotten through that door? Like, could I have jumped higher or quicker? I think or... we're going to find that out in Kenobi series. I, I can't hmm. speak to that right now because the Kenobi we see in Attack of the Clones, even at the end of The Phantom Menace, does not seem like he has re- any regret. So, so that, that's actually, I agree with that. That's a jumping point for me. It's like, I think one thing that we often forget about Star Wars, we say things like, um, you know, there's kind of like a joke. And I mentioned this before, like, if you were in Star Wars, what job would you have? I'd be like, oh, I'd be a podcaster, like a videographer. (laughs) Like, cause literally (laughs) like trying to say like, I'm going to be Han Solo, a smuggler or something like that exists. Like I could go do that right now and I'm not doing that. Right. That's very Mm -hmm. cool. I'm not doing it. Um, 
I think I think one thing that we think about when we think about what Obi-Wan is going through or what these characters are going through when they're Jedi's, we picture ourselves as Jedi's. We are not Jedi's. Jedi's are monks. They're children raised in this religion to only know and only understand this one thing, which is like the force. This is how we do things. This is the mm -hmm. process. So in my mind, yes, you're going to be surprised like when somebody dies, like that <clears throat> is your brain, your natural reaction to something like that. But I don't know that somebody raised in the Jedi religion would have the same type of emotional breakdown to someone like that dying. I think what... Because there are risks when you take it on the... The but program, also, too, so to I just think they fully believe they're like, man, it sucks that that person's not around anymore. But like, I know the truth. They went on to the force and like this is I've been trained to to deal with people dying and stuff, you know, like, I, I mean, I know they're not like crazy in war at this point, And it's obviously going to get way worse when they get into the Clone Wars. Right. People are going to be Jedi are going to be dying left and right. So they're probably not totally used to somebody dying on the battlefield. But my thought is like Obi-Wan was raised very young in the Jedi religion to understand that when somebody dies, it's a very in the real world. We call that religion, but we're, but nobody even is like 100 percent sure. Yeah. Like, Obi-Wan's 100 percent sure. Like he can use the force. He understands it. He knows it in Star Wars. The religion is real <laughs> so it's like i think having that understanding and that process of what happens to someone um even though they can't necessarily come back as force ghosts and that will be interesting because it'll be like the first time it happens i still think obi-wan processed this in a very um like healthy way in a sense of like i understand death i understand the what yeah. was sacrificed there and and he doesn't like regret the decisions because people as a Jedi, I am what I am and I shouldn't I shouldn't hold on to those negative things. Mm -hmm. The only thing uh, uh, something just popped into my head and for, as far as a comparison that I think George Lucas may have purposely used as an evolution in Obi-Wan is when they get to confront Dooku in Attack of the Clones and here it is again two Jedi, now he's the master this time, Anakin's the apprentice against the one Sith. And Obi-Wan I think thinks of immediately like, I'm back and this is the same situation again and I have a chance to do it differently. You know, none, mm -hmm. Both of us can leave here. And Obi-Wan says we're going to go in together, we're going to do this together and Anakin goes, no, I'm going to do it now. And he runs at Dooku and gets fried immediately into the wall and obi-wan's probably like oh my freaking god it's happening again oh my god he leroy jenkins it yeah <laughs> it's weird i this whole time i've been picturing the revenge of the sith fight and i'm like obi-wan gets knocked out right but that but you're you're talking about the attack of the clones fight yes yeah and then you know obi-wan has to face dooku on his own and and he sort of is more like calm and and, and uh, the opposite of how he he went at maul uh, after Qui-Gon died. But it's just kind of like one of those things like he he sees Anakin sort of doing this reckless thing when he tried to like use his lesson learned from what happened with him and Qui-Gon where they got split up and it still didn't work because Anakin was so tunnel visioned on what he was doing. And that might've been Lucas. He definitely Leroy Jenkins. Did. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? That might've been Lucas telling us like, it doesn't matter what Obi-Wan does. This, this kid mm -hmm. is on this path mm -hmm. you could be the best jedi and it didn't matter yeah but it but the, it, right james <laughs> I know, i'm sitting there like have i said anything but, this whole time but ultimately <laughs> still landed on like he didn't do anything wrong he's, he's the just goat. the goat yeah i know he could be the best there ever was and it was not his fault at all and i'm like all right okay <laughs> I but <go>. ultimately <laughs> yeah it did um it certainly had a lot of impacts on uh, on yeah, Obi-Wan. And, and we'll, you know, we're up on time, uh, but we'll... You know what would be a major plot twist really quick? More. We go through the Kenobi series 
and we come out of it and John and I hated it and James loved it. So, I'm like, it makes so much... Uh, what, what I would be... Talk about that plot twist. They won't do it, but like, <laughs> if if how... Like, what if the way I see Luke Skywalker is like how R- Ryan Johnson sees Luke Skywalker, you know what I mean? And like, there's people... Like, that's how I see Obi-Wan. Oh, and... Man. No, no, no. I'm saying the same way that Ryan Johnson saw Luke Skywalker and he took him on this path. And it was like, that was really true to the character. And that way that really makes a lot of sense in the lore. And people are like, but I didn't want that. It's like, what if what they do with Obi-Wan is like, yes, failure. Yes. He's not the best Jedi. And I'm like, yeah, I'm screaming. I'm like, this show is exactly what I've been saying about Kenobi, Kenobi the whole time. And uh, and everybody's like, I don't know. They just kind of messed it up. He's supposed to be like awesome all the time. And I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, I feel like that's what the Revenge of the Sith already did. His show his failure, you know. But yeah. he's clearly still dealing with it. Um. So let us know what you think in the in the comments. Let us know on Twitter. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of other things we can get into, of course. Uh, but time is of the essence here, of course. Uh, listen, we are going to probably revisit this once we watch the Kenobi series, uh, especially if we get that interaction between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. So it'll be pretty cool to see the parallels between this conversation oh now. Gosh, we're going to have to record reactions at Celebration. Yeah. So um, we hope you enjoy this chat. Um, there's We don't really have much time, guys. So is there just anything else that we want to throw out there on this Thursday episode to our audience? Uh, reminders about anything shout outs to anything um what do you got just buckle up guys this month is going to be jam-packed with star wars not just in the sense of like from lucasfilm but also from us with celebration Mm -hmm. new shows coming out we're gonna have that we're gonna have reactions to stuff just a lot like we're Um, we're hitting the 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 gas here on star wars content so get ready um one thing to keep your eye out on um you know force willing because we haven't recorded any episodes yet but look forward because i think we have a couple people scheduled uh for the pipeline even before celebration couple guests um like a celebration lead up yeah yeah so so keep that in mind keep your eye out for um guests on the show we will have a guest Um, a week from today on the show yeah 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 um I don't know. I think just right away, you know what I mean? Like celebrations coming, keep, keep your eyes open in general. Yeah. And if you happen to be watching or listening to this because you saw our May the 4th episode on Patreon yesterday. Oh yeah. Thanks for joining the resistance. That means you're like, well, I'm in, I'm in. I dig, I dig what these three are doing. I dig their vibe. They They bought the sophomore record. So maybe we're good. I dig the cut of their jib. I've said that before on this podcast, and Lacey gave me the same exact facial expression. Uh, yeah. It's a thing. It's a phrase. We had to debate it. Yeah. Um, no, but but thanks, everybody. We really appreciate it. Um, we want to give a special shout out to our Patreon generals and Spice Runners, of course. Um, Carmelo, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Double C, Chris, Chris White. Brendan McLaughlin and Val Trichkoff, our generals. And our spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, Thomas Hennessy, and Andrew Staley. Um, and I know we're going to be seeing a bunch of you uh, for our spice runners dinner. And uh, hopefully a lot of our patrons and a lot of our just listeners in general at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, we are very excited that we are like three weeks away it is incredible how close we are just happened so quickly (laughs) yeah and and again you know i know a lot of you people have already heard about it if you are going to celebration uh check us out saturday we're doing an event at radiant beer co at 5 30 for happy hour and 6 30 for our podcast it's really starting to shape up we're very excited about it it's free for all ages just come down it's only a couple miles from the convention center and if you are a patron of the resistance broadcast we will be doing a live stream of our podcast uh, to Patreon. So sign up there. Um, We will have a version edited uh, a bit later uh, for all of our listeners and viewers. But um, if you want to 
soak it in during celebration week live and get the raw live feed join us on patreon uh it's gonna be awesome and if you are going to celebration cherry on top because it's gonna be a hell of a party and hell of a great time um uh, other than that uh make sure you go to starwarsnewsnet.com for all of your star wars news reviews editorials information and more if you're not subscribed to the podcast please do that's free as well uh and if that is a rating system rate it's five stars we're very close to 300 ratings on spotify which is incredible so th- thanks to everybody for doing that um that's about it uh johnny hoey on twitter uh writing and editing at starwarsnewsnet.com and my movie podcast just like the movies um we just did uh reservoir dogs recently so go check that out and uh, we're doing unforgiven next um lacy how about you people could find me on twitter and instagram at lacy gillerin and at celebration in addition to the stuff i'm doing with trb you can find me on a panel on friday at 1 30 on the fan stage talking about ray nice i've heard of her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh she's a small character just a little bit she's not all the jedi like a, or anything she's like she's like fourth level <laughs> she's every jedi background character fourth tier <laughs> uh james she she was an understudy for a while um <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. All right. Thank you, everybody. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. Is it Mother's Day Sunday? The 8th? Je ne sais pas. I better I'm gonna get that right. It is. You should get that right. Yes. Happy Mother's Day to Lacey. Happy Mother's Day to my wife. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there in star wars including the fake uh moms in 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 actual star wars in the stories all you fictional moms <laughs> in star wars happy mother's day but everyone have a great weekend and we'll see you monday with another episode right here on trb we'll see you around kids <laughs>